Hey everyone, I'm Andy. And I'm Sean. And this is the Commander's Brew. This week, Nethroi, from zeros to heroes. Hey everybody, welcome. It is episode 248 of the Commander's Brew. Uh, We're here, you know, live to tape once again, uh, giving you the goods, giving you a hot new brew, some hot new chats, and a hot bowl of stew. Those are three hot things. Right? Warmed up, you know, we're all warmed up and ready to roll here. Just in time for a summer. Just in time for summer. It's getting hot. I'm sweating. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's time to roll the old air conditioner back into the living room, as, right. as the old saying goes. Uh, I, live in a, I live in a building, yeah. and we are at the mercy of when management decides to turn on the air conditioning. I'm lucky to have air conditioning in my individual unit, but not until they say we're allowed to have it. Yeah, you're at the mercy there. For us, it's uh, an old house. Um. There's an, it's funny though, it's an old house, but it's an, there's an old busted central air, air conditioner in the backyard. <laughs> so like, Whoa. at one point they Fix did it. have it, but my landlord just, I guess it's just a bust and he's not interested in putting a new one in. So uh. we've got some of those, you know, ground units and some floor units and, or sorry, um, uh, window units and stuff like that. So it's not bad. Units. Got, hey, got to got move some units. some units. Hey, one of them I got for free, you know, there you go. so, you know, what are you going to do? Everything's great. Um, Hopefully we won't, you know, we're all about being safe. We all want to stay safe. We all want to keep it safe out there. Um, Yes. But, you know. We are not encouraging you go out. No, certainly not. Uh, Stay in, you know, stay home. Uh, But, like, there's ways of staying home and still going outside to your front front lawn, your backyard. Let's spend spend some time out there, you know, in the summertime. Let's, you know, let's get out of the house in that way. uh, Get some sun on your face. Get some sun on the face. That's cool. That's fine. It's important. Yeah. But let's, you know, let's let's keep it safe until we know it's, uh, yeah, it, 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 we don't have to anymore. <laughs> and then yeah. go back to being until reckless monsters. <laughs> um, oh, boy. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Well, but, uh, you know, like, like, but thanks for, you know, we're inside. We got podcasts. Podcasts can go anywhere. You're listening and we're thanking you for listening, mm-hmm. for uh, putting us in your ears. That's that's great. Thank you so much. Uh, some of you, you know who you are. You went to patreon.com slash commanders brew. And you click that donate button. Uh, thank you as well. Thank you so much. Hope to see you in the Discord helping us brew decks. That's one of the perks mm, yeah. there. Uh, thank you to anybody who likes and subscribes and retweets and does any of that social media stuff that helps all the computer algorithms look at our show better. Hey, you know <laughs> so what? Thank you for doing that. You know, something you can do that we haven't even mentioned in a very long time. Giving what? us a five star review on iTunes. Okay. That's what that helps. That's that's nice too. That's nice too. Um, if you're on a weird podcast app, yeah, that lets you, I don't know. Does that matter? Can you? Here's the thing. I'm on Android. A... I have a weird podcast app called Podcast Addict. I don't even think you can review podcasts on it. So okay. So don't even worry about that. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> don't, be be know it. Uh, but we do want you to worry about <laughs> getting a good deal on yeah. cards. Uh, so if you're going to buy some magic cards, please use the click-through link on our show notes here for tcgplayer.com or for our affiliate link. If you shop there for cards, we will get a little slice of that action. So if you're going to buy cards anyway, help us out. 
do it that way. Slice it up. Uh, unless you're in Canada, if you're a Canadian listener, we've got a better deal for you. We've got a straight up discount on singles. All you got to do is go to the Wizard Tower and follow the details mentioned in this ad right here. We're proud Canadian podcasters and we're proud to be sponsored by the Wizards Tower, wizardtower.com, one of Canada's premier card stores. Canadian listeners get an exclusive coupon code, BREWICORIA, to get 5% off any order of singles shipped to you for free as long as you've ordered $15 or more in singles. And you can check out our deck list for this week's episode and other episodes we've done on their content site, mtgcanada.com. See you there. Those were the details. There you go. Um, Sean, uh, let's... um, I got something that we're going to talk about now in a sec before we get to the deck tech, so let's do that now. Let's do it. (laughs) Let's do it. Yeah, so today um, I wanted to chat about... You know, we opened up the show talking about... um, The audio show this week, that is. uh, Talking about staying safe, staying in, you know, and as a result of the obvious global pandemic we're involved in... uh, Magic uh, playing is become very limited in uh, the way we can do it. Um, 40 card decks, 17 lands. <laughs> limited only. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but obviously we're not playing in person anymore. And we're not going to our LGSs. We're not, and Magic Fests aren't happening. And all, all this stuff. And that's a real bummer. Like, I think it was, what, like a week ago, maybe a week and a half ago, whatever it was. It, it was supposed to be GP Toronto. Like our we GP. Should be, we should be regaling you yeah. with fun stories we should be just smiling at the new friends we would have made at the fest you know talking to our pals our fellow content creators who get to make it out but we don't get to do that no we don't and we don't get to see yeah like you said like old friends we've met at the gps before in and around the area all that stuff and it's a bummer it's a bummer to us um, but there are some ways that we can mitigate the bummerness of all of this. And, uh, that's what I kind of wanted to talk about. What are some ways that we're still, uh, being able to play magic, being able to, to keep this hobby rolling. And, um, I think, uh, first up, um, basically we're going to try and help this. We're going to try and help the community here. Uh, uh, just think, just keep it at the forefront of our mind. Keep it, keep it in our minds. Cause obviously we've heard a lot of these things and we've seen a lot of these things, but maybe we're not even doing it as much as we would like. So I just wanted to chat about it for a sec. So, um, uh, ways we're able to play magic right now. Obviously we've got two online formats programs specifically that we can use. We can use, uh, arena, which is great. It's the new kind of currently uh, uh, the brand new one that they're really pushing hard streams and so on. And then you've got the classic, you've got MTGO, which is still there. Uh, um, seems like, uh, um, you know, there's some benefits to that. But now that the in-person drafting is there, it's interesting. It's more. It seems like it's more going to be for the older formats, your moderns, your legacies, your vintages and so on. Um, but either way, uh, neither of these gives us a commander experience, right? Neither of these gives us a true sit down at a table, chat with your friends, multiplayer experience. The closest we can come is Magic Online in that there are multiplayer games available in Magic Online. And uh, obviously you hook up some kind of video chat program. You're, you're probably, um, that's as close as you can get as far as the online formats go, I would say. Uh, however, there's, um, there's a little something that people have been rigging up, and I'm sure you've seen pictures on Twitter, on Instagram, uh, Magic players doing this, where they're rigging up their cameras and stuff, and we've chatted about it too before. We've we've kind of talked about it at the, at the beginning of some of the shows, but this this idea of VEDH, 
Uh, and it's it's just the idea of filming, you know, using your camera, filming the battlefield, which is filming your playmat, your card area, and then going into a video chat and having your laptop film you, your face, and then bam, there you go. You've got a shot of the 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 game board, and you got a shot of you, and you can go into something like Zoom, Hangouts, whatever it is you like, and uh, you can play EDH. And I can say this that I did this. Uh, myself, uh, was it Alistair? I can't remember. Uh, Rob, Guy, um, or, oh, no, Dan, I think it was. Anyways, a couple guys from, you, you may recognize some of those guys from um, uh, Battle of the Brews. We did it, and it was awesome, and it was fun. And I, like I said, I reported on this on the audio show already. You guys have heard this, but I, I just wanted to bring it up again because it, it, I haven't been able to do it since, and I want to. And one thing I want to say is I would like to do it with people who listen to the show because this is a thing like we're playing with our meta but i haven't reached out to anyone outside of that at all and it's like this is the time where we should be doing that this this is the perfect time for that like the walls of borders do not exist they do not and i'm gonna look up something alistair sent us that i also wanted to talk about i, I forgot oh, until yeah. now but um but you but sean what what like what so for example like what have you been doing on Arena that's been keeping you? Because we we kind of often like we'll like preamble the audio show by talking a little bit about what we've been yeah. doing, imagining and so on. But our YouTube listeners they miss all that. So so in this vlog, I I wouldn't mind just sort of recapping a little bit of it. I have been playing a fair bit of Arena, and although it's not the same by a long shot, I have been playing a lot of Brawl on Arena. Uh, that's how I like to get my daily quests done. I like to get my daily quests so I can get my coins, so I can do some free person drafts. Free. So I can use, do person drafts for the news that I have not paid real money for, just in-game currency. But to do those quests, and I think it's been fun too, because they'll be like, you have to play red and green spells. And I'm just like, red and green. Okay, I don't have a brawl deck of those colors. I'll put one together, see how fun that can be. Um, and it can be fun. Um but it's not the same. We don't have multiplayer. 1v1 Brawl is very much like 1v1 Commander in that you can, you're attempted to gear it very competitively, right? A one-for-one one removal spell is okay where it is not that efficient in a multiplayer game. So games just... single 1v1 Brawl decks work differently. It's like if I can get a couple of mana ramp creatures going and you can't so i'm going to do very well in this game because i'm going to be able to just be playing at a later stage of the game than you are we don't have multi people to crack it down and i found that it's kind of fun still i like playing <laughs> magic cards yeah but the problem is there's really also no stakes so so often it's just like well i mean if you're playing a deck where your commander is like super key and I, I know that, maybe it's Nyssa, and I've got a counter spell that works on Nyssa in my hand. I'm going to hold it for when I think you're going to play Nyssa. And more often than not, you counter the Nyssa, and they're just like, who could see victory? And it's yeah. like, well, this victory wasn't fun. I think um, it's, it's... I, I also don't think it's fun that every deck with blue runs some mass manipulation or agent of treachery, <laughs> and then it's just like, well, the game feels over now because my stuff's not mine anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. 
I feel like when they had the when they introduced the price. Remember how it was like it was you had to pay money to pay brawl. You had to pay gems to pay right. to play brawl. That was to combat the like conceding when you got your commander. Uh, well, but it but, but but it wasn't. But they didn't. I, I think that's part of it. And and but that wasn't really communicated very well because it seemed like everyone was just mad that they had to to play this casual format they had to pay to play well but but that's because i mean because you don't pay like it's not like it was a little tournament where you pay and then until you go 10 matches and then when you're done you're done and you get a prize you just had to pay for a a pass to be able to play but once you paid for that pass no individual game had any stakes whatsoever oh so it still didn't even do that that's lame. I didn't oh, no. know that because I never paid. I didn't. I just was like, well, oh, no. I'm not doing this. <laughs> I'm never, I'm never, you know, I love you magic game and I, I support what you <laughs> I do. I love you magic game. But I'm not going to pay coins, even though I've earned them from Daily Quest, just for permission to play no stakes yeah. brawl with people. Uh, that's stupid. Yeah, I'm not against giving money to a game I like. In fact, I've done it no. many, many times. So it's not that. But yeah, I, I it, it just wasn't, it didn't seem like it made a lot of sense. Um, no. One thing we've been doing, again, we've kind of mentioned this off the top of some of the audio shows, but we've been playing on the MTG Arena, like, website, the, like, where you kind of do your own draft. And we've built up an Arena Cube of our own, if Anyone out there is fans of going optimal. They might have seen Ryan Spain do something like this as well. Um, again, this is what I want to do, though. I want to I want to open this up to our listeners. You know, uh, you know, let's get on Discord and organ and and do this. I think it's like I've been personally been overlooking that as a source of like Sean. We've been looking to like practice our cube and get some cube matches in and see how it drafts. It's like well. Who better to ask than our also limited playing brothers and sisters in our Discord? Yes. Yes. The only barrier to this method, if you're not up on Arena and how and what we're doing here, that someone made a third party app on their own that it's like a draft simulator. There's millions of them out there, but the difference with this one is it will let you export your drafted deck into Arena code and you can import it into Arena. So it's a way of drafting off arena and in your own pod. And then we, as an eight people, decide like who's playing who first. We set up our matches and then we import the decks in arena. And so what this means is we can just do this whenever we want. But the barrier is we have to own the cards in arena. Mm-hmm. Just because we open a mythic rare in this third party app doesn't mean we suddenly have that mythic rare in arena. Yeah. We have to be able to craft it or we have to already own it. So the the I love playing an arena cube, but there's a real barrier. If you don't have a deep collection, if you're not an arena boomer, like you've been around since the beginning, <laughs> then you, I okay. mean, that's what it's like, right? Yeah, it's I mean, true. We 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 have it all because we were there when it was good. <laughs> I since hate the beginning, it. I hate right? this comparison. <laughs> it's true it's though. Apt. It's true. It's apt, but if, I don't. If like you're it. getting into arena now, you can't afford to play historic because you can't get the wild cards That's unless true. you want to pay boatloads of cash. You got to pay so which we didn't have much to, do. to get this like these these historic bundles, and even then, they're not even like. It's like paying well, like the historical bundles are just terrible. But like, but like, I you don't need half those cards. Exactly. Like, that's that's why like, they're so. T- that's why it's so bad. It's like, yeah, I don't need 
most of these cards if I if even if I want to play two or three decks, like it's crazy. Yeah. Um and I thought a lot uh, yeah, anyways. Anyways, it yes. is it is good though. If you can get it in, if you've got some wild cards you want to spend, uh even if you have like a couple and you just like if you're maybe mainly a limited player and you don't you're not using them, and even if you've joined recently and you've got a few wild cards kicking around, it is actually a great use of those wild cards, I will say. So like being able to do one draft of either the new set. Uh, and then you're just like, oh, okay. I, if you do like a current set, like if you do Ikoria, you don't have to use very many wall cards. You know, if you got a few rares and maybe one or two mythics, you're set. You're able to do a free draft that way. Uh, the cubes are a little different because there's a lot more rares involved, but yeah. you can make it happen. And actually, they have a thing where you can upload your collection from MTGA, and then they won't even give you cards from that are that are like from outside of your. Um, outside of your collection to choose from in, in any, in a given draft of whatever set it is. So it's very good. It's, it's, it's great. Um, I was thinking for a while that I was like, Oh, we all better get our reps in here soon because this is just going to, they're just going to, they can't let this go on forever. People just drafting for free. There's no way. Um, and then I was listening to an episode of LR that, uh, where they were talking about it and it's like, well, uh, again, Ryan Spain, the, the original host with, with Marshall, he, he was saying, um, that he doesn't see it being a problem at all. Like Wizards probably doesn't care because it's just about spending time on the app, right? They just want you to be in the app doing stuff. So if yeah. you're playing, great, they love it. And if you're spending wild cards, that means you still have an incentive to draft and spend money inside of the app. So like they just want you to do that. Great, you're playing with your friends, you're doing your own pods and you're you're still spending wild cards. Like, yeah, man, go for it. You know, like Yeah, you can't do it without an initial investment of time and or money. Exactly. So like in every set that comes out, you're going to want to, you, you're going to need those wild cards and stuff. So it yeah. feeds into the system really well. And actually they should, you know, it's, it's a, it does exactly what they want you to do. So I would suggest looking into that. Uh, unfortunately, Mac users are left out in the cold yet again by wizards of the coast because they, we do not have a proper magic online or MTGA uh, program yet for Mac users. There are some cool workarounds. Some of our friends are using like a what is it? The G Force. I don't know. I, I, I don't, don't even know what Mac it is. I know me something G Force makes. Yeah, what which it? allows them to play this. Yeah. It's, is it like a partition or it's a Windows it's, emulator I, or something? I don't know. By the sounds of it, it is. It's like one of the. It's like maybe they haven't said this. It might. I might be totally wrong on this. But when I had a Mac, there was this thing of like bottles. You could use like these things called bottles where it's like you, you kind of just, you emulate windows just for that program kind of yes, in a way. You know what I mean? That sounds like what it, it is. Sounds like that, but that sounds like more like what it is than a straight up partition or a straight up full windows sure. emulation. Yeah. They didn't, our pals who do this didn't pay for the full version of it. Why should they? So sometimes, because <laughs> it gives them like, like I think you're going to play your game for an hour at a time and then you go into a queue, which goes quick like you can't log back in for about five or ten minutes but if you're if they're in the middle of a draft then we're like guys i only got five minutes left to play this game it's like oh no <laughs> oh no <laughs> okay see you in a bit uh, hopefully it doesn't kick you out so that's an option but also look into uh setting up your own vd vedh setup and specifically our buddy alistair who you again will recognize from battle of the bruise has sent us the uh, a link recently to an app called spell table now, this looks cool. It looks very cool. Now I haven't used it yet, but I'm excited to 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 do it to get into it. And it looks like 
Uh, and I could be, again, I haven't even, I've just looked at this website and I've kind of re I've re I'm reading about it. It looks like an app that you use on your phone and then you can use a website with it, I think. Anyways, basically what it does is it, it allows you to shoot your, 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 your battlefield, like your playmat or whatever, your desk. But then it also, it, it will link like card images to, um, uh, like if you roll your mouse over them, I'm again, I'm guessing it's something where it's like, you go to a website, that's what you're viewing. Maybe you're filming with your phone. And if you mouse over, it'll like show you the proper card. Like it'll actually bring it up so you can read it. I know that's a big, that's like one of the main complaints about doing this virtually. Uh, it'll give you links to buy the cards and all that kind of stuff, of course. You got to have it. It's got like all the cool camera it, options. It does your life total trackers. Life totals, turn turn clock, all this stuff. It's called Spell Table. It used to be called Virtual EDH, um, and it's called Spell Table. I really wanted to have it, have tried it uh, before we started talking about this stuff, but I just we just haven't been able to set it up. But I really plan on doing it soon. If anyone out there has used it yet, please let us know uh, what you think of it. Um, if it's viable, it looks really cool to me. I'm really excited to try it out. So um, I'll be probably in the Discord uh, this week and just being like, hey, who wants to try out some Spell Table? Cool. Um, because I'm I'm excited and I gotta listen. I've I've I got two decks here that we had we brewed up and we we're ready to go with for a uh, Battle of the Brews episode and we haven't been able to film it and I I might just break quarantine of my decks, not actual quarantine. <laughs> I might break the the deck quarantine and I might bust out one of those decks. Uh, that would be cool. But anyways, just wanted to chat about it. Just want to chat about our options. Talk about what what we're doing, how we're staying busy when it comes to Magic. What things we're liking, you know, some cube draft on arenas, cool, you know, just general drafting, playing some VDH, trying out cool apps like this, you know. Let's just let's just get out there, and let's let's chat about it. Reach across the country, man. This is the time when we can do it, and it makes sense, and we're all around to do it. You know what I mean? I want to play Magic with someone who doesn't speak English. Oh yeah, that's a great idea. This is the opportunity. Yeah, I'm sure we can make that happen. Yeah, and we all. Yeah. The thing is, is you really got to have a good camera. We got to make sure we're seeing the art, because their cards are yeah. in like Spanish or like Russian or something. We're not going to be able. Could to be know. English. I don't know. English cards are that, trade for more, right? True. I but like the full experience is to oh. play someone from another country who doesn't speak English, and all their cards are in, in uh, non English as well. Yeah, that'd be great. Anyways, uh, uh, yeah. Well, that does it. Um, let's move into uh, the deck tech then. The deck this week is a cool one it is um as you know i believe it was like two or three weeks ago now we talked about uh um the mutate commanders and how it's a parasitic form uh, uh, uh mechanic and how it's kind of tough to brew around them in that for that reason uh but then we were both kind of inspired sean and i both felt like uh you know we could still we could we could do this we could we could make a pretty cool deck and the vadrock deck from last week was awesome cool spin on it and I think this deck is no different. Nethroy Apex of Death is the is the mutate commander we chose for my Coria this week, and it's got an interesting and fun spin on it. And I think you're gonna like this one. Um, so let's talk about uh, let's talk about Nethroy. Let's let's talk about what Who we're actually is dealing Nethroy? with. Who is Nethroy? Who is Nethroy? I love the idea of like this this creature's name is just Roy. Uh, but they had to yes. make it magic-y, so they were like, uh, I don't know, Nethroy? <laughs> Nethroy. Nethroy has a couple siblings. Um, Nethjil. Nadroy. <laughs> oh. 
Oh, <laughs> Neth Dave. Neth Dave. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Neth Jeremy. I hope we get to. Can we get one of Nethroy's siblings for a commander interview one day? I think it's very possible to, to be able to make that work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nethroy Apex of Death is the two white, black, green. So we're talking Abzan. Uh, legendary cat nightmare beast. Now, if you're like me, there's very little. You think there's very little cat in this cat nightmare beast when it comes to the art on this one. It's all beast and nightmare. Um, truly, where is the cat? I don't see any cat. It's got the, fur. The, one of the eyes. Yeah, maybe the eyes, a little bit, and maybe the ears. But truly, look at it. It's this. This looks like a some kind of like uh, I don't know, like looks like a centipede. Centipede, but like also a Highland cow. You know the shaggy cows. Yeah, you ever seen those? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's kind of like that, and also like part like ant, like what's got antlers. So it's like part elk. Anyways, <laughs> are those ghost skull clouds? What are those clouds those are of ghost cat, those skulls? Are, those look like cat skulls. They do. Ugh. Anyways, uh, so it's five mana for a five five with death touch and lifelink. But it also has mutate. And this is one of the rare uh, mutate creatures where um, the mutate cost is pretty significantly more than the original. Uh, sometimes you'll find it being the same or a little more most times it's actually less and in this case it's like seven mana whereas the original casting cost is five so it's four selesnia hybrid black black uh to mutate nethroi and whenever this creature mutates you return any number of target creature cards with total power 10 or less from your graveyard to the battlefield uh so this is a very That's powerful, a lot. This is, this is a lot. This is a powerful ability. You know, you're able to pull back a lot of stuff with this. Even if we're talking some big chunky creatures, you can get you can get a decent number of them, right? You're talking, you know, five five and a couple two twos, five five three threes, whatever. However, uh, I will say this: I, I reached out to the Discord and I got to give the first shout out of the episode here to our our man Chiefy because he gave us a sweet idea. What if we had a bunch of zero zeros? What are you talking about? Well, in our graveyard... So we could get all of them back? So we could get everything back if we wanted. Get the whole deck in there. Now, this is... It's less of a combination of, like, trying so hard to combo out that way. More so that we're just getting hot, hot, hot value by getting any number of our creatures back at at any point. Even And we do even have a handful of uh, creatures that actually have power. Um, But most of them will have zero, especially in their graveyard. And how is that possible? Well, let me talk to you about that uh when we talk up to when we talk about rather our meet this working on a meet moves. all right i think that was neth jeremy that came in and said neat moves there um neth jeremy neat moves. Neth in bed. uh <laughs> so abzan colors nethroy talking about graveyards talking about mutate talking about zero zero creatures uh, what do we want to do? We want to ramp up, obviously, to get to seven, because that's a lot. Uh, along the way, getting some value from either some type of mill strategy, some type of sacrificing creature strategy, which is nice. And then just Nethroid all back for some big-time ETB value. And uh, as you'll see, um, some plus one, plus one counter strategies. So uh, Basically, what we're doing is we're getting zero zeros that when they come in, they get plus one, plus one counters. Sean, read the first two uh, cards here f- for me, will you? 
No problem, Andy. <laughs> How about Fertilid? Two and a green. Elemental. Zero, zero. But it enters with two plus and plus encounters. And we can pay one and a green and remove a plus and plus encounter and target player searches their library for basic land, puts it in battlefield tapped, shuffles the library. Fertilid's an EDH classic. It's a zero, zero. Not a 2-2, like you probably have it in your brain. That's right. Scourge of Skull of Veil, 2 and a green. Hydra, 0-0 with Trample. Enters with 2 plus 1 plus 1 counters. Tap, sack another creature. Put a number of plus 1 plus 1 counters on Scourge of Skull of Veil, equal to the sacrificed creature's toughness. Okay. Okay. And Nethroi is looking at the power to bring back from the graveyard. So even if we had a low power, high toughness, that's great for Scourge of Skull Avail. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't even, that doesn't even really come into play at all. But okay. look at these two creatures, right? We have both, we have two zero zeros. We have uh, relevant abilities on both being the ramp ability from Fertilid, the uh, trample from the Scourge and the sacrifice ability, of course. Team that up with Nethroi coming in as a 5-5 death touch lifelink. Like, you're going to gain a lot of life if Nethroi ever mutates on these guys, in addition to all the awesome stuff that you're going to get back from your graveyard, right? Yeah. Um, so, like, that's the beauty of, of Mutate. And that and that's why this this deck is... Uh, that's why this is the, 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 like the, the central piece of this deck, is mutating onto these zero zeros, but then we're getting counters. So our Nethroi is massive, because we're going to be able to put even more counters. Like, Scourge just gets bigger and bigger every turn uh and and if we ever mutate onto it we get all those creatures back plus nethroid's big so that's like a pretty cool like thing to build around a cool ability to build around but that's not the only thing we got going on in this deck um starting with servant of the scale it's a single green for a zero zero it enters the battlefield with one counter on it when, when Servant of the Scale dies, you put X plus one plus one counters on target creature you control, where X is the number of plus one plus one counters on Servant of the Scale. So even if we're down to one here, uh, that's that's going to be able to we're going to be able to move a counter around if if the Servant ever dies. Uh, Scrounging Bandar is a cool little card, one and a green for a zero zero. It enters with two counters on it, and at the beginning of your upkeep, you may move any number of plus one plus one counters from Scrounging Bandar onto another target creature. And that all works really nicely with Incubation Druid. One and a green for the O2. Again, a zero-powered card. Uh, although not one that enters with counters on it, to be noted. What the Druid does is uh, uh, she taps to add one man of any type of land that you control could produce. I always shortcut that to any color, and you shouldn't, because you got to watch what yeah. you have. Um, Sometimes that has definitely yeah. burned me where I'm just like, my commander's three colors. I've got two on the board and incubation druids. Therefore, I have all three colors. Yep, 100%. I did not. And then, like, the thing is, is, like, most people probably do, too. So I don't. I bet you this goes unnoticed all the time at tables. But Oh, for but sure. But it's good to, it's good to note it. Uh, however, if Incubation Druid has a plus one, plus one counter on it, and this is maybe why we do this, you had three mana of that type instead. So you're adding even more mana, so it gets even more confusing. Anyways, uh, um, three green, green also, and you can adapt three. So you can put three plus one, plus one counters on her. If she has none on her already, you can't do it if there's already um, counters on her, right? She won't get adapted. You, you can't adapt once there's plus one, plus one counters. But if you can slide one over, that's a cheap way to get Incubation Druid to be able to make three mana on a tap and get us that Nethroi even faster. 
Yeah. Uh, Servant and Scrounging Bandar also just just working well with Nathroy as well. Like I said, zero zero creatures. But that's 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 the main theme here. Do you want to hear about a, another zero to hero? <laughs> I love it. Uh, there's a six mana card called Workhorse. It's a real it's workhorse. Old school. It's a true it's workhorse. Art- artifact creature <laughs> horse. <laughs> Uh, and it, it's a zero zero, but it enters with four plus one plus one counters and you can remove a plus one plus one counter to add a colorless mana. That's an activated ability. That's a mana ability. So you can just get four mana and then this thing disappears back in the graveyard. We can use that four mana to help get Nethroi out and then put workhorse right back on the battlefield because it's zero yeah, power. That's right. Uh, we've also got Shire, Shizo's caretaker. Four and a blue for a legendary a creature. Spe- four and a black, sorry. sorry. Legendary creature spirit. Two, two. This is a two, two. This is the biggest creature in the deck. Biggest creature uh, I've ever seen, yeah. <laughs> Whenever a creature with power one or less is put into your graveyard from the battlefield, you may return that card to the battlefield at the beginning of the next step, the next end step, which would be the end of the current turn if you sacrifice yep. it in your turn or something, yeah. uh, if Shire is still on the battlefield. So a lot of these creatures with counters die because we're removing counters. So the That's game right. will recognize their power upon death as zero or one, like Workhorse, for yep. example. So on our end step, Workhorse just comes back by itself if she is out there. I had a suggestion of this card in the Discord, and I, I, don't know, I saw it immediately after I put Shire in the deck. So I was doing nice. my searches and I was looking up and doing it myself while the, the the crew were you know coming up with cards and I was like oh Shire I was like oh I think this card's gonna be pretty good and then it was, someone was like I have a Shire deck I have a like a Shire deck that does this and it's like oh I have an Abzan Shire deck and then someone else was like uh what if we just made this a Shire deck <laughs> I was like those are all <laughs> great ideas and I already did put her in the deck so awesome I believe uh combina- some combination of Neil G. Uh, new patron, by the way, welcome Neil. Uh, Loki Dragon and Papa Dio. Someone they were all talking about. I think similar things there. So very cool. Uh, yeah, Shiri's awesome. Awesome. I, just I, I hear the name Papa Dio and I'm like, this person makes pizza. <laughs> yeah, Papa Dio does sound like it. Papa sure. Dio's pizza. Do you want to go get a slice of Papa Dio <laughs> down at Papa Dio's? What's the? There was a place. Oh no, Papa. Oh, we had a real place in the mall that we worked at. I worked at a grocery store when I was in high school. And it was out. It was in a mall, and and in that mall was Pop Pop, not Papa John's. That's the one that is in the states and not really in Canada. Papa Luigi's, Papa Luigi's Pizza. Let me tell you, biggest slices you ever saw, and the like pepperoni like bike tires. Like it's just the wow hugest pepperonis. It was there. It was an oh, amazing slice. I used to love pizza, little small pizza joints where they decided to focus on quantity instead of quality yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. just like screw good pizza we'll give you three pizzas for for one the yeah. price of one i'm like sign me up <laughs> great thing about papa luigi's is that you couldn't even you, like you, you didn't even really order a full pizza from them ever like you they just did slices in the mall so it was like if you went in and i remember once we went in and tried to order a pizza because we wanted to take it home and like have it like that night and yeah. uh, they were they laughed at us and they're like, OK, but we'll have to charge you by the slice. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, yeah. OK, yeah. Why? Yeah. <laughs> but they were great. They're awesome. Actually, they were like very high quality pizza. And if you went at the end of your workday, it was uh, the end of the mall, like closing hours near there. 
They'll give you two slices for the price of one. Oh Gotta get God, rid of the day's pizza. That's so much pizza. Andy, I want pizza so <laughs> bad right now. I had pizza tonight. It was great. Uh, okay, let's get back to the deck. I mean, I do love okay. talking about pizza. But uh, yeah, so Workhorse and Sheree, you can just like, this is a, a, a source of a, an extra four mana every turn. Uh, also, so this specifically, these really work well. These two cards really work well together. There's a couple more awesome combos with Shirei, Shirai, whatever. Um, really, really great card in the deck. Um, we also have uh, our classic Stinkweed Imp, just because it's our classic. favorite dredge creature. But any dredge creature will do any anything, any you know, consistent source of of milling into your graveyard is going to be very helpful. Um, also, just great protection. We've, we've talked about Stinkweed Imp so many times. The one-two flyer for three that uh, uh, lets you, um, if it deals combat, it basically has like weird death touch. It'll kill something that it hits, right? Um, we also have Golgari Raiders in here as well. So Interesting. Three and a green for the zero-zero with haste and uh, undergrowth. It enters the battlefield with a plus-one, plus-one counter on it for each creature card in your graveyard. Because there's going to be times when you just drew Golgari Raiders and you have a full graveyard, right? You've, yeah. you've you know, you've uh, uh, um, d- like dredged enough off of your guys or whatever. And then you've just like, oh, wait, if I play Golgari Raiders right now, it's an 8-8 eight, eight haste. You know, it's like, okay, I'll do that. Uh, not to mention the times when you can Nethroy and still have it be really big because you don't have to bring everything back, right? If you can see, a, uh, if there's an open player and they're down to like 12 life or something and you're like okay they're dead from golgari raiders if i just bring golgari raiders back like that's also a possibility that's a move it's probably not something that's going to come up super often but it's that's definitely a move um oh and then we also oh no wait sorry i'm looking at the wrong thing uh yeah no that's it you can read the next one uh sorry i just got caught in a brain loop what happens if golgari if you bring everybody back including golgari raiders Golgari Raiders dies immediately, and then Shirei is like, you are coming back on the next end step. And Golgari Raiders goes, please no, I have no power or toughness. <laughs> I'm already But it comes dead. back anyway, and it dies again, and Shirei says, you will get no rest yet. You will come back on the next end step yet again as a 0-0. Zero, zero. Does she and do that? And they're trapped coming back every end step. Yeah, you're right. At the beginning of the next end step. Yeah, she brings, I guess she'll bring it back every time. I guess that's a may. You don't have to, but uh, I would torture them if I could. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so what about Rayhan, the la- last of the Obzon? One black green legendary human warrior. Zero, zero. One of the few humans, I assume, can't mutate can't onto mutate. Rayhan. Right. Uh, enters with three plus one plus one counters. Starts as a zero, zero. But this is where the, like, the shifting counters sort of became a serious thing in Commander. Whenever a creature you control dies or is put into the command zone, if it had one or more plus and plus encounters on it, you may put that many plus and plus encounters on target creature. So it preserves your plus and plus encounters. However, the creature has to die. So I'm thinking to workhorse. It doesn't work. Like you can't remove all four counters off a of workhorse and then all of those four counters go somewhere else. Because no. workhorse won't die until there are zero so workhorse but but i mean if other creatures die that way this is amazing yeah rayhan's really Um, nice for protecting your counters kind of yeah yeah huge 
yeah, that and that's just kind of like like that just works with works so well with everything in the deck. Another thing that works so well with everything in the deck is mirror entity. Uh, two Ooh. and a white for the one one shapeshifter changeling. It's every creature type. Uh, not super relevant, uh, but it so is it a, is human. it is a human though. So you can't mutate. Can't onto mutate. It. But you don't really want to mutate under the mirror entity, and that's because uh, you want to keep this separate. Uh, but it has a really great ability for this deck. X until end of turn, creatures you control have base power and toughness XX and gain all creature types. So, um, basically, like I think someone in the Discord mentioned that they had their Shirai deck or Shirai deck works with mirror entity because mirror entity makes everything a zero zero and then they see it and it, it dies and then Shirai brings it back. That's not really going to work with our deck oh. because because our things are already zero zeros and, and it's yeah. just that they come back with uh, with possible some counters. So changing their base, like lowering their base power toughness isn't going to do anything uh, to zero. Uh, however, pumping it up is going to have a big effect, right? Even just going two twos, making everything two twos is going to essentially double up a lot of the creatures in this deck and 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 have a big, big um, uh, impact. So even just paying five, six mana is just going to be enough, like, like it normally is in token decks. But creating those zero zeros and then adding those plus plus with counters on top of it as a result are going to be very, very good. And if you'll note, like a lot of these these creatures that are not zero zeros, they they all have very low power toughness still. Like Mirror Entity is a one one. So even yeah. though it has power, we're still going to be able to bring it plus you know nine eight other things back in addition to all of our zero zeros. Have you added up the natural total power of the non Nethra creatures? But I could, and I I will do it right now. Yeah, I'll take the yeah, next take the two next. while you do yeah. that. A uh, couple of larks over here, starting with Vesper Lark, two and a white elemental, two one flying, huge creature, two one. Uh, when Vesper Lark leaves the battlefield, return target creature with power one or less, that is most of our creatures, from your graveyard to the battlefield and has evoke for one and a white. So we can evoke it so it'll appear and immediately be sacrificed. Uh, and we will get to bring something with one or less power from the graveyard. Evoke was a way to turn creatures sort of into spells because they don't stick around as creatures for very long. Yeah. Uh, and this is uh, sort of meant to remind us of Revelark, four and a white for an elemental. It's a four three. This has got to be the base creature in the deck that isn't that. It is. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. The Revelark and one other one that we'll talk about are are the two largest. 4-3 flying, when it leaves the battlefield, return up to two target creature cards with power two or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. So it's like a pumped up version of, uh, what's it called? Vesperlark. Yeah. But this one evokes for six, five and a white. So, And you usually want to evoke these if you don't have a sack outlet because you probably want the effect right away. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And spoiler alert, we do have some really good sack outlets in the deck. Again, we'll I think we mentioned them in a sec. Uh, you've already seen one of them, the Scourge of Skull of Veil. Quite nice. Uh, but yeah, these, the, yeah, in to total power toughness, in total power is 26. And it's largely okay. because we have two four power creatures and a couple of threes. Ooh. But but there it's are so big. like something like uh, 18 zero zeros and then five ones. So like you get a lot of creatures. Um, yeah. Yeah, like Sean was saying, Revelark and, and Vesperlark are very similar in that they're, they're going to be sweet to bring, like I mentioned, like bringing back a Golgari Raiders. Uh, yeah. Right. And just for that one activation, kind of, um, there's a couple of key creatures in the deck where it's like, oh, you know what? I actually want there to be a bunch of creatures in my graveyard when this thing hits. Um, and so this will help a lot. Uh, both Revlark and Vesperlark. Uh, we couldn't brew an Ikoria counters based episode without 
bringing up our boy, the Ozolith. Uh, this is a, actually an awesome card of this deck. Um, one generic mana for the artifact, legendary artifact. Whenever a creature you control leaves the battlefield, if it had counters on it, put those counters on the Ozolith. And then at the beginning of combat on your turn, if the Ozolith has counters on it, you may move all counters from the Ozolith onto target creature. Uh, I said we had some sack outlets. Well, one of them being Carrion Feeder, the single black 1-1 one, one that says it can't block, but sacrifice a creature and put a plus one plus one counter on Carrion Feeder. A lot of ways that we're going to be able to loop bringing creatures back. Um, you know, we've talked about a couple of them already. So Carrion Feeder can get a lot of plus one plus one counters on it easily and then even sacrifice itself to put those counters on the Ozolith and then move them somewhere else if it wants. Again, this is a 1-1, one, one, so very small, very easy to bring back with, with a Nethroid mutation. Wow. I like it. Very cool. And mo uh, most, of the, most of the sack outlets are actually pretty pretty small in power toughness, especially the ones that then get bigger as a result. You're going to see that they, get, they, they stay pretty small. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's talk about a couple other like fun little tools in the deck. I want to start with Grind Clock. There's a two-mana artifact, and you can tap to put a charge counter on it, but you can also tap to have target player put the top X cards of their library into their graveyard, where X is the number of charge counters. This was, I remember the set that this came out in, in like draft, when it was draftable, and it became an interesting math problem where it's like, there, there is a point where it's like, if you're trying to mill someone out with this, how long do you start adding counters before you start milling people? Mm -hmm. And there is a correct number for that. But what we want to do is just mill ourselves to get a bunch of stuff in the graveyard. So we really only need to get that first charge counter on it. And then we've got Evolution Sage, two and a green. Uh, Elf Druid, three, two. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, you proliferate. So we can up the charge counters in addition to all of the other counters uh all there yeah and it actually occurs to me with the new proliferate update proliferate used to only affect one kind of counter on a permanent it has been updated that it affects any kind uh, as many as you want oh uh which is now very relevant for the ozolith who can hold many different counters of many different kinds exactly. so now proliferate works as you would want it to on the ozolith i didn't know that i didn't know that there yeah. was an update like that i didn't know that yeah yeah it used to be the, the it used to be because it came out in a set with infect and there was a point where it's like, well, if someone has Infect and another counter, you have to choose what you're giving them one more of. Oh, interesting. But now, now, I mean, I guess in Infect, it probably doesn't matter because they have positive ones, you have negative ones. But anyway, yeah. Oh, okay. And there's also Plague Maw Beast. Yeah. Which is a cool another, one. Yes, three green green for four three, another humongous creature. Uh, but you can tap, sack a creature, proliferate. We love sack outlets. We love proliferating in this deck. This card does both. Yeah. Um, again, yeah, sacrificing, proliferating, it all works well in the deck. And, and grind clock, yeah, it, it's it's going to mill us out. And then it, there's probably a point where if we're just allowed to proliferate like crazy or put a, a million charge counters on grind clock, like you can just start milling other people maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I it's it's mostly going to be for us, but there there might be a point where that becomes relevant. Uh yeah. the reason we want them all in there obviously is for stuff like other are like we have other mutate um uh, graveyard synergies like boneyard lurker. Two black green. Uh also it mutates for two 
and then two hybrid Golgari, so it's actually easier to mutate. Um, uh, it's a 4-4, and whenever this creature mutates, return target permanent card from your graveyard to your hand. So I threw a couple extra mutate cards in here, specifically ones that were uh, uh, specifically synergizing pretty well with this deck. Um, I didn't just throw them all in because, like, there's a lot. There's, you know, green, black, and um, white ones. There's a ton of them, but, like, I only picked a few. Uh, because uh, it's not the main focus. Like, once you do this once with Nethroi, you kind of don't need to do it that much, that, like, that many times after that. But it is, it might be nice to do it once in a while. Like, it might be nice to do it one extra time. So if you get a Boneyard Lurker in your hand, like, save it until after your, your Nethroi, and then once you Nethroi onto something, get everything back. Maybe something's happened after that. <clears throat> you save this card, you got it back. Now, bam, you can mutate again. And then you'll get the Boneyard Lurker trigger, and you'll get the Nethroi trigger again. Um, powerful mechanic in that way. Uh, so Boneyard Lurker is going to help us get... Um, other permanents from our graveyard to our hands so we can get any like artifacts enchantments whatever it is we have i don't think we have too many of them but we have a couple uh next we also have migratory great horn this is probably actually the best uh usage one like this has the most practical use in that way in that it mutates onto something for two and a green uh it's three and a green otherwise for three four when it mutates you search your library for a basic land card put into battlefield tap shuffle your library we want to have mutatable creatures we want to be ramping we want to be fixing our mana and if we mutate uh this onto nethroi later it's great if we mutate nethroi onto this great we get some extra mana perfect and finally, we have Dirge Bat, uh, two black black uh, for the three three uh, bat. It mutates for four and two black, um, and it has flash and flying. So the creature is going to get flying when you do this. So that's pretty sweet, uh, and you can flash this in, which is killer. So you can so you can do again if you've already Nethroid something, or maybe you've even just cast Nethroid oh. out. You can flash Dirge Bat onto Nethroid, get all the stuff back at instant speed, which is bonkers. Uh, also, in addition to that, Dirge Bat has a mutate trigger, which is whenever this creature mutates, destroy target creature or planeswalker in opponent control. So that's powerful also. Wow. Yeah, so really, really nice. And and like you yeah. could include some more mutate stuff if you really wanted. Again, there's some other good some more good green ones, some more good black ones specifically. Um yeah, you, you want to play with that. You, you want to find the right number. I didn't want it to be too much like hard on Mutate uh, so much as it was more like casting your commander type of a deck. Um, but this gives us a little flexibility. I think any more... I, I, I don't know. I just didn't feel like wanting any more than that. This last one is, a is a, I, I think, a no-brainer considering the set we're in. Eerie Ultimatum. <laughs> this is the Abzan Ultimatum. Yeah. White, white. Black, black, black. Green, green. Uh, that's a total of seven mana. It's a sorcery, very specific mana cost. You return any number of permanent cards with different names from your graveyard to the battlefield. The only repeats we're allowed are lands, but even in three color decks, there aren't so many basics. <laughs> There's a ton of non-basics with different names. So if you're milling yourself and you got a ton of lands in there, you're probably also getting six or seven lands in, along with your 15 creatures. This card's bonkers, man. In Commander, this card is just nonsense. It's just this, wild. This card is ridiculous in Commander. You're just gonna get every every card. There are going to be things where times where you're going to be you're going to get every card in your graveyard. Now I realize yeah. that it doesn't get instants and sorceries, 
but like there are not that many instant <laughs> sorceries in this deck, so there will sure. be times where this would get every card in your graveyard back, which is insane. Oh my gosh! So it's 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 just incredibly good. Um, yeah. Wait, do we have any sack outlets that aren't tap or mana, like that we can just do infinitely? Yes. We like do, your yeah. viscerous series. So yep. so if that were to happen, we could eerie ultimatum everything back onto the battlefield in our first main sack everything that doesn't have haste so and then so all of those counters go on the ozolith mm-hmm. and then the, drop them back on golgari raiders at the beginning of combat and just go buck wild damn <laughs> just go ham. uh yeah yeah there's a and there's a lot of that like this is a cool like kind of combo style um, wow graveyard uh but it's not you know you got to set up quite a bit so it's, you know it's not like it's super fast or anything but it is a lot of fun to get into this deck and to get that graveyard rolling just mm-hmm. get some of that graveyard protection you know get that stuff that gives you hex proof because that's going to surprise that's going to uh, save you from you know a couple of the more common uh types of graveyard removal so look out for that sort of thing obviously as always in these types of decks but otherwise this is a lot of fun to play uh abzan style do it um surprise and discoveries this is an interesting one this is a card that came out in commander 2013 and i laugh at it because it's so bad and uh but this is a deck i'm willing to give it a shot in it's called naya soul beast and it is six green green it is eight mana for a zero zero with trample uh obviously zero zero it's got something going on and it's not that good i don't think but we'll see. When you cast Nice Soul Beast, each player reveals the top card of his or her library. Nice Soul Beast enters the battlefield with X plus O plus encounters on it, where X is the total converted mana cost of all cards revealed this way. I already don't want to play this card anymore because I didn't know it said cast. So forget it. Forget it. This card is trash wow. and it's not in the deck anymore. They I made it cost eight. And you have to cast it and you reveal it and it enters the battle with X plus O plus encounters with the CMC. So, like, you're going to hit one land maybe two so like the fact that this can come in it's like okay i got a soul ring and uh i don't know something good like a four mana thing so that's four, yeah even if five, you got a big five. one oh you flip six six okay but i got two lands and i got something else like anything less than eight eight is just like brutal right <laughs> no you can get eight eights for six. Yeah. Uh, anything with trample, anything less than I think twelve, is like below par. So, anyways, I missed that this said cast. So forget about it altogether. Anyways, like I was saying, this is a commander sh- exclusive card. They, they designed this only for commander. So that tells us that there was a time when they wanted cards to be fair, uh, which. And then they made Muldrotha. Like, eventually they made <laughs> Muldrotha. And they're like, oh, I guess we don't have to worry about this. We don't have to make cards fair. You know what's crazy? <laughs> this effect should cost, like, like it, all the text exactly the same. Everything exactly the same except for the mana cost. What would you think is a reasonable commander price to pay for this? What, wait, what do you mean? So, like, like, so, like everything's so just the same, re- but just, just change just, the CMC? Yeah, just recost Ni- Naya Soul Beast. Huh. I don't know. Five, three green green? Yeah, I know. Three green green seems pretty reasonable. Yeah. Even, <laughs> even maybe four. I don't know. Maybe that's a little too <laughs> aggressively costed, but, but five seems very reasonable to me. Yeah. 
And then if you take the cast Eight. off, if it's even if it's just enter the battlefield, I still don't think that makes it that much. Like it, it, it like it still shouldn't change it that much because cast. We have like cast, like cast should make it be like four. <laughs> don't we have what's that like eleven? What's that big thing that's cheap? If there's a ton of creatures out there, oh it like God. costs one green, but it's like a friggin' eleven eleven oh, or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's also an artifact one that's like that. Like yeah, this is yeah. the thing, right? Like. This and this what, wasn't that uh, long ago. Like this is when I started playing Commander. Basically, we've been playing wow. for almost a year, I think, at this point. And I remember Boo. even then, I remember being like, "This sucks." <laughs> and, <it does. laughs> and I was mistaken yet again. So you fooled me, Naya Soul Beast. Get fooled out of my face. Ch- yeah, get out of here. Uh, I've already done the shoutouts. Basically, uh, Chiefy, Neil G, Loki, Dragon, Papadio, bunch of other people in there too. Uh, um, I, 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 there was a lot of awesome ideas. I basically was like, "Hey." What would you guys like to see from a deck? And whether or not it's this deck or one in the future, I just kind of wanted to, like, get a general kind of feel for what, um, you know, what people want to see from the show. And this was one of the ideas. So uh, certainly some of those other ideas you might be you might see pop up as well. Uh, but thanks for yeah. thanks for the, the help in there, gang. Uh, thanks, team. Now it is time for the budget report. Beeps and pops. This is where we take all the cards and we, they're all zeros, but some of them have hidden dollar bills underneath them. And that's what the ones we're interested in. Zero dollars. This one, not super expensive. The low was like 82, 82.50. Market value is a little higher up around the 120 ish level, 125 and so on. Um, but basically we can get this cost down real quick, uh, because the f- top two cards are way more expensive than I expected them to be. Uh, the first one being Rayhan, last of the Abzan, like these partner commanders are just pretty expensive. I guess we talked about Akir- uh, Akiri last week, right? It was like 11 yeah. bucks. Surprisingly, <clears throat> Rayhan's $13. That's too much. I haven't even ever seen a Rayhan deck. <laughs> Like, what's going on? I guess, you know, these old commanders, they just get expensive. They're just, you know, I, I assume they're not printed enough or I don't know. Anyways, 13 bucks for Rayhan. I, I, it's pretty, it's really good in the deck, but I, I just don't think you need to spend $13 for this card, honestly. It's not, yeah. worth, it's not worth $13. It's a good effect, but there's other stuff. Skullbriar is a similar card. I don't know. I don't know how actually that might be as expensive. I don't even know. Um, I didn't put it in. Uh, yeah, so that's the most expensive card. Second most expensive card is a Colonian Hydra. This is the three green green trample zero zero enters with four counters. Uh, the X ones don't work. That's why this one's good because X is zero when Nethra brings it back. But this one enters with four, and every time it attacks, you double the number of counters on each creature you control. So. This is obviously amazing, and it is like 12 bucks. And the crazy thing is, is this card was, it got reprinted, and it was down to like 5 bucks because, you know, a mm-hmm. while ago it was way more expensive than that. And I was like, oh, great, this card's back down to being a more reasonable price. I can start including an index again, maybe. And then uh, before I know it, here we are back up to 15, you know, 15-ish dollars again. So, Colonial Hydra, yeah. 12 bucks, Man. Uh, and finally at around closer to six bucks, which is still, you know, kind of a lot for something like this, but it's hardened scales, single mana, single green mana for an enchantment. Uh, if one or more plus one plus one counters would be put on a creature you control that many plus one 
plus one plus one counters are put on it instead. So uh, obviously a very good effect. Often it works very similar to like a doubling season uh, because, you know, sometimes you are just moving a single counter around and that is enough that that's all you need. Um, hardened Scales is great. I would not cut Hardened Scales, but those other two I could easily see cutting and saving like almost, you know, what, like 25 bucks? Like no problem. Yeah. Get this down under, you know, $100 probably. Yeah, that's my goal. I love it when it's under hundred. Yeah, totally. So look look out for that. Um, and I would I would say try and keep hardened scales in because it's really 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 good in the deck. Yeah. Uh, what about favorites? Uh, one I liked a lot was uh, oh, well, I didn't include it in the notes here. Okay, uh, Noosegraph Mob. Um, this is one that I included in a couple zombie decks previously. But uh, it works really well in this one, too. Four black, black. It's a zero, zero zombie. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, you put five plus one, plus one counters on it. It's one of the bigger effects of that that we have in the deck. Right up there with, like, Polucranos. And there's one that puts eight on. Uh, but whenever a player casts a spell, remove a plus one, plus one counter from Newscraft Mob. And if you do, you create a two, two black zombie creature token. So this is a player. So this is you, too. You, you get this if you cast something. Um, so Ooh. this also works really well with Shirai. If she if this creature dies because of it, Shirai's going to bring it back with another five counters on it. Uh, Newscraft Mob I also, has some fun uh, combos in there. I also don't mind throwing a bunch of Ozolith plus one plus ones on there. So just to be like, great, uh, for the rest of the game, I'm just going to get zombies yeah. upon zombies yeah. as everyone plays. You're just building my zombie army every time you play something. Wow. Yeah, uh, really, really um, strong. Cool. Uh, for my favorite, I went with Realm Seekers. Four green, green. That's a zero, zero elf scout, but it enters with X plus one plus encounters, as you can imagine, where X is the total number of cards in all players' hands. Okay, so look at this next to that Naya Soul Beast thing. Oh, boy. <laughs> this is so much better already, and you haven't even read the second half of the text yet. Yeah, I could stop there. Yeah. And in Commander, this this was also designed for Commander years yeah. later, so yeah. they figured it out. But it's like, this is probably going to be, what do you think, a 15-15 on average? <laughs> yeah, like pretty easily, maybe, yeah. You know, maybe one, car- one, one player is down to a few cards, but there's surely a blue player with yeah. lots of cards still in their hand. So... We're gonna. This is gonna be very big, but it also has an ability two and a green. Remove a plus one plus one counter from Realm Seekles, Seekers. 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 Libra- I love it. Realm Seagulls. <laughs> Search your library for a land card. I did not say the word basic. Yeah. Put it into your hand, then shuffle your library. So it doesn't go right to play. I mean, obviously, we would all love this better if it was basics that went right into play. Mm-hmm. That would be amazing. But being able to tutor up like. It's a three-color deck. We got utility lands. We got other stuff. Like, I'll get all my specialty lands. And so I, it's just get them out of your deck, get them in your hand, more stuff to play. Great. Yeah, there it is. Uh, really, really solid. Getting you some key lands is going to be nice, especially if you're able to, you know, include some of the nice uh, utility lands and things like that that care about plus one, plus one counters. There's a couple of those. So, yeah, it can be really Sure, great. there's a Karn's Bastion is a proliferatable land, uh, land that lets you proliferate. We got so. that one in here for sure. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. That's the deck. Um, mm. Very fun mm. to see different strategies that we don't usually combine together really come into play here. And and by that, I mean the graveyard strategy and the, like, the plus one, plus one counters. Like, those are so often treated as kind of like separate things. But bring, being able to bring them together with Nethroy is was uh, like I, this is just a ton of fun. I want to, 
I want to play this deck. <laughs> Good boy, Nethroy. Good boy, Nethroy. You're not a cat. You're a weird goat thing, but yeah, okay. yeah. Good for you. Good, good stuff. Look at us. Huh. <laughs> uh, great. Well, that's the deck, everyone. That's the show this week. Um, thanks for being here. Thanks to the listeners. Thanks, for everyone, for uh, for checking out the show. Uh, also, remember, uh, if you're in Canada, check out wizardtower.com. Uh, you can use our coupon code uh, BREWICORIA uh, and get uh, a little bit off uh, your, your singles. Uh, if you are $15 or more, there's some free shipping involved there. Check it out, wizardtower.com, and BREWICORIA is the code. Uh, otherwise, if you're outside of Canada, go to TCG Player via our affiliate link, which you can find uh, on YouTube below the video. And on your audio show, you're going to find it inside the show notes. Uh, follow that link. And you'll be able to uh, um, go to TCG Player and pick out any cards, even if they're not ones from the deck. If you just follow that link and buy cards, you're going to buy cards from there anyways. You can give us a little slice of it. So that's a way to help support the show. We've seen we're seeing people are actually doing it. It's really great. Like it really does help support the show. Like if you can't be a patron, that's that's fine. Uh, but you're going to buy cards from TCG Player. I mean, there you go. You're doing that. You're helping us out a ton. So we really appreciate all of that. Thank you guys for watching. Thanks for thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for watching. If you love what we're doing, consider supporting the show by going to patreon.com slash commandersbrew. And if you want to get any of the cards from our deck list, go to our TCG Player affiliate link below. That helps us out too. And for a free way to help us out, consider sharing the show with some friends. Like and subscribe, add a comment or two. See you later. Bye.